Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rush Student Ministry Podcast. If it's your first time with us, welcome. Yes, welcome. We are your hosts, Preston and Sadie Keller. And when we started season two, we kind of hit the ground running. And it kind of hit me that some of our new listeners uh, don't know much about us <laughs> personally. So tell them a little bit about us. Well, we got married on January 22nd, 2021. Best day ever. ever. We are youth pastors at New Life Christian Center in Lancaster, Ohio. Also the best city ever. We love it here. I'm in year six of youth pastoring and about year 12 of youth ministry involvement with summer camps and, and youth retreats and all of that kind of uh, thing. So I've been in youth ministry for a while. Uh, tell them what you do for a living, Sadie. I also work with young people for a living, but in the public school system, I am certified to teach middle schoolers, which all of our listeners now think I'm crazy. Props to you. <laughs> but I do teach 7th and 8th grade at my hometown, uh, Millersport, and so we both work with young people, and now we're doing it in ministry together. Yeah, you were ready for youth ministry before we even got married. So awesome. And of course, we've got Josiah in the studio as well. Shout out to our producer here in the Rush studio. So we're glad that you are with us here for season two of the Rush Student Ministry podcast. And on this episode, we had our great friend Cody Updegrave with us. Um, He is a 10-year veteran youth pastor and... um, He's one of my greatest friends in youth ministry, actually. They're just down the road in Zanesville, Ohio, about 40 minutes from here, 45 or so. And uh, he and I just went through a Q&A of youth ministry topics and questions. So as you listen, we hope that this provides some inspiration and some applicable handles that you can insert into your ministry today. Let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We're so excited to have Cody Updegrave with us. What's going on, Cody? Hey, man, it's good to be here. We have, uh, we have Cody in the studio today to shoot some promo videos, and we just thought that we would um, go ahead and knock out an episode for the Rush Student Ministry Podcast. Yeah, man, I'm um, excited to be a part. I've never done a podcast before, so. Hey, welcome. Yeah. We like to hear that. <laughs> so uh, for our audience, just tell us about... Tell us about your youth ministry experience. When and where did it start? How long ago was that? Tell us about your family. We love the fam. Okay, so I was looking. I was curious this morning because I I wasn't sure, but I started youth pastoring in February of 2011. So so this year makes 10 years of being a youth pastor. We started off in... Uh, Crooksville, Ohio, which is a daughter work of the Anchor Church in Zanesville. I was there, um, youth pastored in Dayton from, with my father-in-law, and then now we're in Zanesville, Ohio, um, at the Anchor Church uh, serving there. So I've got, a, uh, I've got an awesome family, uh, my wife Lauren, and uh, keeps me in line, and I have three boys, Winston, Lawson, and Cohen, and uh, all under the age of six, and so we're having a lot of fun. My goodness, that's so awesome. I didn't realize you started in Crooksville. Yeah, yeah, Crooksville. It's a great name, is, great place to start. That is awesome, Crooksville. Man. So 10 years, congratulations Thank on you. the decade Thank mark. you, thank you. I thought there would be a plaque or something of some sort. Maybe you have one for me today. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, Josiah, let's edit maybe some <laughs> applause uh, in this episode. 
<laughs> so 10 years for you. This is year six for me as youth pastor. And before that, um, just so everyone knows, we go way back. We were, mm. we were um, students at the same Ohio youth camps. And then we served years and years together as staff at those camps and midwinter, yes. w- midwinters and, and things like that. So we've got a few years. Yes, uh, a few years of, of great, great memories. We've had a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure, man. So just like um, episode zero where Sadie and I had cards uh, laid out, we didn't know uh, what was on them. We've got a few just youth ministry questions um, and I, I put these together, but I did not allow myself to think about my answers. Mm. So these are shuffled up. We'll go through these cards, ask the question. We can both answer and, and talk back and forth about them. If we okay. don't know, uh, we will phone a friend, uh, Pastor Aaron Bounds. We can call him Listen, right Listen, knower of all things. He is, he yeah. is your pastor. Yeah. And he was a youth pastor. Yeah, he was my youth pastor. He was your youth pastor. Yeah, sweet deal. Super sweet. And now you're the youth pastor serving under his Yeah, not as well, but yes. <laughs> yes. That's so mm-hmm. awesome. All right, well, grab this first card. Let's dive in. Me? First card, me? Yeah, well, and okay. we'll both, we can both answer. And okay, talk. so I'll read it. Yeah. What's one piece of advice you'd give to a brand new youth pastor? Oh, man. See, I feel like an idiot sometimes in youth ministry topics. Um, although I've been doing it 10 years. For me, it's just uh, simple to me. You know, there's these guys that can expound on these amazing things. Um, but the best advice that, that I would give to a new youth pastor is your your young people will, will become who you are. Um, and so really looking back on my – I guess, start in youth ministry, God was doing something in me. I was allowing God to do something in me through uh, just devotion and different things God was calling me out of and calling me to. And um, through my relationship with God, I was able to minister to young people um, kind of Kind of, I was kind of one step ahead. I don't know a better way to put it, but I was able to to help them as I grow, as I grew. Um, I was just sharing what the Lord was doing with me personally, mm. and so, for example, I had a book that that changed my prayer life, and so out of that, I I shared that book with my with with the youth group, and there was growth there, and so. Really, the best advice I think that I could give to a new youth pastor is that if you could just commit to a continued walk and growth with God, Hmm. um, you will always have something to preach, you will always have a lesson to teach, and you will always have the words that that they need at Hmm. that particular time in their life. You're not going to do everything perfect, that's that's obvious, but... um, but if you will grow, uh, if you will grow, they will, they will grow with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. so good. So one piece of advice, give a brand new youth pastor. First of all, um, when we when we put out the 2020 resources, some of those Zoom calls for youth pastors uh, during quarantine. <laughs> I hate Zoom. We had, yeah, we all do now, don't we? <laughs> we, uh, we had a few youth pastors that were brand new. In the middle of quarantine, yeah. Can, oh, can you good. imagine that? No, I can't. So, uh, what comes to mind for this? There, there's a 
we could do a series of podcast episodes talking to new youth pastors. Yeah. I would say um, to go a little different direction than than your advice. Let's say I would find out uh, a good circle of youth pastors and start Great. and start uh, yes. trying to get coffee, uh, phone calls, uh, get lunch. So good. Um, and you know if. In our circle in the UPCI, we're at, we're, we, you're our section leader in mm-hmm. Section 3, so we're kind of southeast Ohio. And you just sent a text today to all the youth pastors in our area. So if our, you know, our brand-new UPCI youth pastors or in a system like that, you've got direct access to youth pastors. Yes. Set up lunch, set up calls, um, and uh, talk. Youth pastors that's great. That can share. That's great advice. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. Let's go to the second one. How do you connect and communicate with parents? This would also be good to hear from for a youth, new youth Me pastor. Me first so. or you first? Yeah, go for it. Um, so how connect, do you guys do it? Connect and communicate with parents. Um, we can, our main source of communication to our parents is text. Um, mm. We do a happening this week text on every Monday, um, which sends awesome. just the this week. And then if there's anything major coming up within the next month, we will communicate that as well. Uh, through that text message, that seems to be the best for everybody. Um, as far as connecting with parents, um, when young people come into the youth group, we have what we call an orientation breakfast uh, mm-hmm. with the parents um, where we try to connect with them there initially, but then also kind of walk with them through through their um, through the growth of their student. you know I, I think there's I think we all know that that there's particular moments in young people's lives when they really uh, have a breakthrough or, or there seems to be an issue. There, there, there's moments um, where there's some kind of defining things in young people's lives. And I think that's a great opportunity to, to communicate with parents. You know, I think uh, when – and I don't mean to take, take long here, but I no, think when – I think when um, – Youth pastors are young most of the time, mm-hmm. and so True. they're they're young in ministry, and so it can be a challenge for for them to speak to a parent and an older adult. I remember it being a little bit of a challenge for me, but I think um, understand that they they want you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed because you are. Mm a vital part in their student's life. And a lot of times what they won't hear from a parent, they'll hear from a pastor or a leader in their life. And so I would just say mm-hmm. the short answer would be to in those moments with young people, hard, good moments, bad moments, in those moments with young people, go to their parents, go to their guardian, and, and communicate. And you'll mm-hmm. find that in those moments, uh, you'll find a relationship to be formed there. Yeah, that's really good. Um, youth pastors, like you said, a lot of times are young. A lot of youth pastors are uh, newly married, young families, new yes. parents. Um, that's a big stage of life to yeah. navigate. And uh, and if a lot of our youth pastors are single as well, it's a busy time of life. Yes. Our youth pastors might be in school as well, like mm-hmm. university, whatever it might be. So I say all that to say I – believe it's impossible for us to over communicate to parents yep i don't think we can Mm -mm. because life is so busy so uh we also text 
Um, we typically have a parent meeting at the beginning of each semester. Yeah. So we'll have one in September, uh, in January, after church on Sunday. And I ask our parents every time, because sometimes it's a new crew of parents, how, you know, would you like emails? Would you like phone calls? Would you like uh, text? And they always say text yeah. as well. So we, we text. I sent out a parent text uh, this morning. It's awesome. Um, just like you said. So that's how we do. Uh, one way to connect, and we'll move on. I, I would I would say we used to be – I used to be upset, and I would say maybe a generation of youth pastors might have become bitter against sports. Yeah, and sure. How sports encroached upon – you know, back in the day – there wouldn't be any sports on Sunday. Wouldn't be any sports on Wednesday yep. because we were. I as a culture, uh, we maybe almost you know a lot of people went to church. Yes. So different now. Now we've got tournaments on Sunday. We've got students you know missing Wednesdays, and um, I have come to embrace the sports schedule, the choir, whatever the student is involved in. I think our staffs need to put that as a focus and how our our staff and youth pastors can connect with the parents. Very good. Um, so I try to go, of course, 2020, you know, we keep referring back to that, but this is maybe it, <laughs> now, it now maybe only two, you know, uh, parents can go to the games. Yeah. But um, I share my youth staff. We try to get everyone's schedules and every youth staff member go to at least one, you know, choir concert for this student this semester, one football game, one basketball game, one golf match, one ten, whatever. Yes. And not only go, but sit with the parents. So good. And it's a humongous connection. You know, it's interesting you say this because the, just this morning I had a parent reach out to me about a game that his student, one of our students would be in this Friday and okay. said, and said, can the group come? And, um, and I got back with him. I said, we, we have a major event this Friday. I said, but would you be willing to send me the rest of his game schedule? Because we'd be willing, mm-hmm. we'd like to at least come to one. Yeah. And so that's a great opportunity uh, for sure. It is. But use it to connect with parents. We used to be bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> got to use it. <laughs> but we've got to embrace it yeah. nowadays. So, all right, third one. Me? You. Go for it. Talking about right now, do we attempt to go back to the 2019 normal or not? What do you foresee 2021 youth ministry looking like? Okay, well, I think I think we're at a place personally of of no return. Um, and uh, that dun, that's, dun, dun. <laughs> I knew I knew that was gonna I knew that was gonna happen. Um, but I I think I don't think life will ever be the same. Um, mm. Just as a whole, um, I think the doors that this pandemic has opened in our world, our government, our all of these places, I, I don't think there is a going back to 2019. And so um, I don't think the goal should be to go back. I think the goal should be uh, now more than ever to be who, who we are called to be. Mm. Um, I think... Uh, Second part of that question, what do you foresee 2021 youth ministry looking like? I see youth ministry looking as apostolic as it ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I don't mean that in a, in a spooky or weird way. I just mean that the church has to be the church. 
young, old, whatever, um, the church as a whole in this day. I mean, we have just come through a worldwide pandemic, something that has changed mm-hmm. everything, yeah. and um, you know, something we have never seen before. And it's it, it's that's hard that's hard to sink in, but but it, and so uh, I think we our young people have to get to the place to understand that that it's right now. It's mm. it's right now, and uh, I'll tell you something neat that that has happened in our young that has happened in our young people and in our church. We've started to pray for prodigals uh, to come home, wow. and um, and this is a we we're recording this on a Monday, uh, and yesterday something happened, um, and uh, so I'd like to share that story if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go for um, it. But so we had one of our young people that had been away from God. Um, we had one uh, one of them. Uh, he he just just kind of fell out of the church, and we were really connected to him. He went on some trips with me over the summer, and and uh, was able to spend some some time with him. But but just kind of fell away, and and uh, we had been praying. And yesterday morning, um, at our eight thirty service, he shows up, and. Uh, and before the end of the service, he's lifting his hands. He's he's crying. We were able to pray with him. God refilled him with the Holy Ghost. It was amazing. Well, afterwards, I talked to him, and uh, he says, Cody, you're not going to believe what's happened. I said, well, what happened? He said, I was working this morning at Sam's Club. This is Sunday morning, yesterday morning. Mm. I was working at Sam's Club, unloading a trailer with another guy. He said, and the Spirit of the Lord came into that trailer. He said, so much so that the guy I was working with said, what is that that I feel? Wow. Um, This guy says, Sean says, that's the Spirit of God you feel, which means, he says this to this guy, which means I'm quitting this job today and I'm going to church. (laughs) He, he, He stops what he's doing. He goes into the the work office, lays down his badge and his other work stuff. He comes to church at that eight thirty service, and God refills him with the Holy Ghost. Wow! All because there's some prayers that have been happening for prodigals to come mm. home. That's not an accident no. that God would move on him even at work. And so I think twenty twenty one has to look that way, where young people mm-hmm. start believing that when I pray, something happens. When I give my life to God, God is going to do something through me. It's not mm. enough now. We're at a place now where we can't just talk about it, but we have to see it happen. Mm. And uh, and so we are. I, th- I think that's where we are. I think that's where we are. Yeah. Wow. That's sorry to take so. That's long. amazing. No. That's thank you for sharing that. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a perfect answer. And we're going to move on. Okay. That was perfect. Yeah. What's the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? You should go first on this one. Leadership advice. Um, one, uh, I don't know if I read it or maybe heard it on a podcast, leadership podcast. Um, I've got to, I've got to remember this quote. It really did. Um, it, it, it was revolutionary for me. It was people are not against you they are for themselves so good 
<clears throat> and as a as a leader, as a youth pastor, dealing with students, and we're both on church staff, so mm-hmm. we we not only deal with students, you and I, but we we are working with um, people, the people of the Lord, the people of the Lord. <laughs> and so, what that means, and and uh, we can take things personally, sure, uh, from saints, from students, whatever it might be, a, someone just causing trouble, whatever it might be, and it was revolutionary for me. Um, to not hold on to that mm-hmm. and place it correctly that whatever that um, explosion was whatever that whatever that moment was whatever yeah. that um, you know anger moment wh- whatever it might be that wasn't against me mm-hmm. even though it, it might have involved me yeah it was a moment like they were selfish for themselves it might have been that parent that was angry you know whatever it whatever that, it might that be. cussed you out yeah so <laughs> let's remember that people are people yes We're they're all people. humans we all have our moments and we have a selfish selfishness in our dna sure it's just true so a lot of times uh leaders take the pressure off yourself uh let it let it fall off your back right when it tries to become a weight on your back People are not against you. It's not like they're maliciously against you. They might be acting out just because they're selfish in that moment. They're for themselves. That's so good. They're for they're themselves. They're for themselves. Yep. So that's a leadership advice. Yep. I, would, I, would I would say, share. I would say uh, the best piece of leadership advice I've ever received was from my pastor when he said, "Cody, you will never reproduce what you say. You will reproduce who you are." Mm-hmm. That's good. And. You can teach things, um, but if you're not living those things, you will never see the fruit of what you teach. Mm. And so that has been something I have stood on in youth ministry and really in ministry as a whole, even still today. And uh, so that's the best piece I've ever of advice I've ever received. Really good. Yep. Really good. All right, you do the next one. All right. All right. Here we go. What's one of many lessons that you took away from 2020? Oh my! In regards <laughs> to youth ministry, what's one of many lessons you took away from 2020? We learned a lot um, for sure. We, we learned a lot. But what's one? Um. Uh. No. Well, I don't like Zoom. Uh, I learned that, um, <laughs> and young people don't like Zoom either. Um, maybe they do, and you're in Lancaster, but but. Um, we're we're a little backwooded. We got so. the <laughs> we got the fatigue pretty quick, <laughs> but um, man, uh, I what did I learn from youth minute from twenty twenty? Well, I learned I learned the necessity of fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, really was it was a huge thing for me. Um, you know, in in scripture. Um, it was a it was a biblical thing for them to go house to house, hmm. and um, they were together. Uh, they were together a lot, and um, I think that I think that I learned more than ever the importance of students being together. The Bible says, "Woe unto him that is alone," hmm. um, and uh, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, we you know. We didn't. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll be better prepared yeah. if it happens again. Sure. Um, but we saw some people get alone, 
and uh, the the effects of that that we're still mm. trying to work through. And so, um, and I, I've said this statistic for years, but uh, they did a survey of 10,000 young people and said, what is the number one reason you've stayed in church? Um, the options were youth services, your youth pastor, um, you know, production, games, all these things. The number one reason on that survey of why young people stayed in church was because they found a friend in church. Mm. And so if our young people can remain connected, that that's my biggest takeaway is the importance of them being together, of them being together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible. Very good. Um, the church is resilient. Yes. You know, we had to get creative. We had to figure out how we could still meet without meeting. Um, yes. So I, I definitely learned that in 2020. I think we all learned new skills. Um, yeah. I never want to see a camera again. <laughs> That's why we've got producer Josiah in the studio here. I'm staring at you, Every, Josiah. Forget else. that camera. I, I had to learn more than I ever wanted to. Yes. But, but we made it happen. And yeah. um, and I will say, as far as the Zooms, you know, we've got – I know you do too. We've got students – from a pretty, you know, a lot of families drive a good distance to come to church here. Mm-hmm. It, it was tragic that we did see some students w- walk away in 2020. Yeah. But also on these Zooms, students that could never come on a Wednesday to our main youth service, they were on every Zoom in wow. March, April, May of 2020. Wow. So it kind of created a connection for Very students cool. that were never able um, to, to come in person. So... That was a blessing That's uh, awesome. in disguise as well. Yeah. Okay. How do you keep your youth team members motivated and engaged? Let's talk about teams. Let's talk about teams. Well, I think there's a there's a few things here. You could do a whole mm-hmm. season on teams, and a lot of people do. But yeah, um, I think I think it's just communication, consistent communication. Mm. Uh, relates to them your need of them um even when you're not gathering together you know like in 2020 um you give them uh, to keep them motivated you know you uh hopefully somebody that's on your team has a role that that they are bought into that they're passionate about Mm. and uh and so i think i think it's just a matter of keeping the goal in front of people that the goal is not to be event coordinators. The goal is not to be, um, you know, uh, to have a, a sweet uh, production. The, the goal is to see young people grow and to be saved. Hmm. And so I think it's uh, just a matter of keeping that message in front of them. Mm-hmm. And um, and it there's and there's. Uh, I don't know how your your youth team works, but in ours we have we have quite a few young adults. Um, I've tried to diversify that as on far the, as on the team or on the team the studio. Okay. on the team. Yes, and so they are all kinds of busy as well. Mm. And so I think it's also adapting with them and and letting them know, you know, hey, your your work schedule is crazy, and you know that that's okay. We can we can work. I think mm. it's just just communication and just. Uh, adapting and being you know being uh understanding of where they are in their life uh as well 
Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, keep the message, the the mission in front of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's really important. And honestly, I mean, we are, you know, we're in shepherd roles, mm-hmm. um, but I I invite them, and this I feel like this has created some ownership with different youth staff members across the years. But I have invited them to help me youth pastor. Yes, you know. It, it's not just me at the top and we're going to pyramid scheme down. Yes. Um, of course, I, you know, I am the youth pastor. You are the youth pastor. There are mm-hmm. certain things that only, you know. Yeah, don't only forget on, it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> only on our shoulders. It's a joke. But, but um, they're shepherds with us. Yes. You know, so, so um, learn to delegate. That's, that's in, that'll, you're not putting too much on them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if if you're uh, my personality or maybe yours too, with us being full time, they're not. I can say, oh, I, I'm I'm just not even going to present this opportunity for yeah, them. You feel guilty. I'm, I'm going to do it for them because yeah. you feel guilty. Yep. But don't. Here's another piece of leadership advice I've learned: don't say people's no for them. Yes, that's, at least that's so present good. them, yep. and then, like you said, they can come and say, well, my schedule's insane right now. Yeah. Then you deal with it, but don't say their no for them. That's so good. So, okay, one more. I can't believe this ended. You up, start with it. I can't believe this ended up being the last one. Oh. So when we, uh, it is give our audience a book recommendation. So I feel the need to go first because I feel like if I don't, you're going <laughs> to steal my recommendation. Here's what I don't. I don't want to do this on. I don't want to put this on you. Let's make that a book recommendation. Yeah, and then you also give one. And I give one. But start. Okay, I know where you're going. Uh, so, so do you want me to wait on saying no, no, that no. one? No, no, go for it. Okay, so the first book that I would recommend is Sustainable Youth Ministry. So good. Is that where you were going to go? Cody told me about this book. Yeah, and it's yeah. amazing. The Sustainable Youth Ministry. Yeah. I forget who it's by. Mark DeVries. Okay, yes, DeVries, DeVries. Sustainable Youth Ministry. I would very much so um, recommend recommend that book yeah um i'm trying to think i'm gonna be a punk and have you do another one uh man i'm trying to (laughs) there's um and it uh, it doesn't have to be a youth ministry book either the the title is um thrive oh it's either thriving youth groups or thriving uh something thriving youth ministries it's a real small quick read um Mayo, I think. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, last name Mayo. That's right. Uh, that's a very good good book as well. Um, your first two years in youth ministry is one. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, recommend. Yeah, that's a good one. For the new youth pastors. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's, yeah. By Doug Fields. Yeah. Your first two years. That's in a good ministry. one. So I gave you three. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> yep. Um, have you ever read anything by Gene Edwards? Tale of Three Kings. Yes, I've read A Tale of Three Kings. So I, I recommend that. Have you read The Prisoner in the Third Cell? No. About John the Baptist? No. Incredible. That's my recommendation. Really? That's my rec- Today, that's my recommendation. Hot take. Yep. Gene Look Edwards. at that. But I would reread those two books every year if you can. You know, I never it, – man, it's been, it's been a few years since I've read A Tale of Three Kings. Uh, youth ministry recommendation for, for a book. That's awesome. Well, for a leader. Yes. Honestly, any Christian. Okay, everyone. Agreed. Read Gene Edwards. It's so good. But as you know, Tale of Three Kings, it's an amazing read, but it's, it's you could do it in one sitting yep. if you had to. Yep. Uh, Prisoner in the Third Cell is the same way. I've got to read that. So, yes, it's really good. So, 
Well, man, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this has been yeah, fun. it's fun. It's good. Um, any closing thought to our youth pastors out there? Uh, keep after it. Um, you're doing a great job. Um, I say that without knowing who you are that's watching, but you being willing and available and open to to serving the young people of this generation uh, tells tells I think all of us a lot. You just have to con- make up your mind that I'm going to continue to grow personally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to serve God. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray until something happens. Mm. Um, I'm going to pray until I get a word from God. And you you have to you have to commit to that as as a minister. Um, you you are a minister of God. Mm-hmm. God's hands on your life. Um, it is very possibly a chaotic season in in your life I, i've been there but but um i always my my mind and even driving here my mind goes back to the scene with david and samuel and and the anointing being poured over him at a young age mm. and um and i think of though those moments you know david wasn't king for I think it was 20-some years after that. But the anointing of God came on his life at a young age. And uh, you can define young, but, but the things that you do right now um, as, a, as a young youth pastor, and maybe, maybe I'll, I'll speak to young youth ministers specifically right now, but um, the things that you are doing right now, uh, the commitments you're making, the prayer time you're spending, the fasting that you're doing, uh, it's there's an anointing on your life mm. that that uh, that that God has placed there for this time, and uh, so just continue continue to serve God and to love God, and you're going to see things unfold that you never thought thought possible. Mm. And uh, somebody made a statement, uh, or somebody got me a gift of a little picture uh, with a saying on it, and you know, there's a million of those, and they're cheesy, but this one was so good. It says, "I, I remember." I remember when I prayed for the things that I have now. Mm. Um, and so just keep praying and uh, just just keep serving God, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Yep. So good. Cody, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Rush Student Ministry Podcast. If you want to join the team, leave a rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice. That helps us so much. I'm Preston. And I'm Sadie. And And we'll we'll catch catch you next time on the Rush Student Student Ministry Ministry Podcast. Podcast.